Welcome back to another episode. We've got Rob Cressy in the hot seat today. Rob, welcome aboard. How are you doing, sir? I am doing absolutely fantastic. Thank you for having me. Dude, it's my honor. Um, I want to hop right into it. You're a man with many talents and a really, really interesting background. Just to give the uh, listeners some context and the viewers on YouTube, let's talk a little bit about your origin story, how you got to where you're at, what, like, what built the man that we're looking at today. So a lot of work and progress to get me to where I am uh, from Pittsburgh, originally lived in Chicago for the last 10 years. And this is an important thing because central to my life is sports. I've always loved sports from the Mario Lemieux Penguins to the Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls to the Pittsburgh Steelers teams. Sports is my life and it has always been my passion and I'd always played sports growing up and I went to college and no one really asked me what I wanted to do. I just sort of learned a bunch of different things. And unfortunately, that was a fast track to inside sales for me. And through all of this, I just always dreamed of being a creator and working in sports. So much so that when I was at jobs, ones that I was successful at making six figures, I was spending as much time working on my sports blog as I was working. And I think a lot of people have been in this situation where, there's something that you're called to do that you want to do that you haven't made the leap yet. And for me, that happened uh, a little over seven years ago. I was super successful at what I was doing, but I didn't wake up every day looking forward to slinging banner ads and text links. I just didn't. Yeah. And I knew I belonged as a creator in the world of sports. I just did. So I said, you know what? I'd regret it for the rest of my life if I didn't give it a shot at making my dreams happen. And I cut the cord, burned the boats, and I never looked back. And from there, I've turned Bacon Sports, which was originally a sports comedy blog, into a content studio that creates podcasts, videos, and fan engagement for brands. I love it. I absolutely love it. Let's dig into that a little bit more. I... For from running a digital marketing agency on our end, one of the biggest holes that we see, no matter what the business, no matter how long they've been in business, is a lack of content. And it comes from not knowing what to post. And then, right, we get into that monkey analytical mind of, I don't know what to post, when to post, what's going to get the most engagement. Um, so therefore, I'm, I'm frozen in that environment. And I'm afraid to take that leap and move forward. Let's kind of dig into that and unpack that big box of worms and let's make this super simple for people to start taking action on it today. Perfect. So I can make it super simple and you actually just said it. Let's make it simple. That's the problem is so often um, uncertainty leads to inaction. Rob, Alex, I don't know what to do. When you don't know what to do, you say, you know what, I'm going to make an excuse and you don't do something. But think about the inverse. When you are confident in something that you know how to do, boom, you're churning and burning. You know exactly what to do. So here's the number one tip, and this is so simple. And I'm going to guess that the overwhelming majority of people listening to this right now do not have this for their company and or their personal brand a written social media or content strategy. Mm. So what exactly is this? So you said, we don't know what to post, when to post, how to get engagement, any of that different stuff. So let's use this as a simple analogy, building a house. Could you hire someone to build you a house that does not use blueprints? Sure. Would it save you money? Yes. Would that be a high quality house? No. 
would it get done quickly? No, there's a reason why architects and builders use a blueprint because what do they do? They follow the blueprint to get the desired result. Well, guess what? Social media marketing and content creation is the exact same thing. You say, all right, number one, what do we want to accomplish with this? Because you could say, we want to take something that's a more ROI focused. So maybe you're going to be doing more white papers and funnel based or automated strategy based tactics. Number two, you say, well, do we care about building our brand? And I sure hope the answer is yes, because if you don't build your brand right now, and a lot of companies are learning this, unfortunately, right now in this now very digital world. So boom, there's a brand building element. And if you think about the brand building element, you're like, all right, well, what's important to us? So here's a very simple tactic. You can figure out what to create by writing down seven things that are important to your brand and your messaging. So one of them could be behind the scenes. One of them could be our podcasts and newsletters. One of them could be thought leadership in the industry. Just a variety of different things so that in any given day, week, or month, you roll up and you have a list that says, we as a brand or as individuals like us, we talk about these seven things. So now guess what you don't have to do? Figure out what to talk about. Mm -hmm. So now that we've got figured out what to talk about, let's make this easy. Oh my God, there's just so much to post and all this. I don't worry about that. Let's start with one. I want you to post once a week or once a day, whatever one you can handle. Because if you can handle once a week, just that one post, guess what that is? That's better than zero because you have four posts in one month. And that is at least is something. So you're building some momentum. And then I usually recommend, hey, can we get it to one post a day? Or Rob, I really don't know what we're going to talk about. Cool. Set a timer for an hour and just brainstorm as much as you can that says, what's important to our company? Who are we? What makes us shine? And here's the real important thing. How do we deliver value to our community, our customers, and our fans? If you can make it about them, boom, this is going to be super successful. We hear that all the time. You brought up some really great points, and I'm 100% am on board with everything you just said. One of the points you just brought up was value. That is such a large ethereal buzzword out there that it's so hard for a business owner. Let's say I let's say I barbecue ribs and that's all I do, right? I got a smoke shop that's on wheels and we travel around. How do I, how do I bring value to somebody? If it's my secret recipe, it's my secret sauce, right? Of how I get things done. How do I bring value to somebody inside of my community like that? Great question. For me, I've got a formula for how I create every piece of content I wanted to inspire, educate, or entertain. So if we're going to use the example of the ribs person. Well, boom, let's help people cook better ribs. So maybe welcome to Mondays where we're going to talk about temperature. Hey, how important is it for you to be smoking your ribs at 200 versus 300? And what does that do for how long you're going to be cooking? And then maybe on Tuesday, we got tool Tuesday where you're going to say, listen, here's some of the best rib grilling equipment that I use to get my desired results. Number three, we got Wednesday. We're like, hey, you know what? Let's bring our community in. We want you to send us pictures of all of you and your ribs from the weekend. And mm -hmm. what we're going to do is we're going to give you a shout out because we're a community and we love to support each other. And a lot of times we overthink it because 
if we think about the always-on media world that we're in right now, the overwhelming majority of it is negative and distracting. So if it's me and there's Bob's ribs and Bob is like, hey, what's up? This is Bob. I'm just really excited today to be smoking some ribs and be here with you. If you have any thoughts or questions that I can help you out with, drop it in the comments. Other than that, I want to send some good vibes your way. And why do I know this works? Because I'm a high energy person that puts a lot of good vibes out. And there is something about brand building as being known as someone who's a positive influence in the world, whether you're talking about ribs or personal development or marketing. Yeah, you very much become the guy or the, or, or the girl, right? It's, you're, you're that person that people come to for that information, which is phenomenal. You've, so we've brought up branding twice. And, you know, the five, seven minutes we've been in here kind of shooting it. So before we started this call, you and I were talking about that the businesses that invest inside of their branding and marketing during economic downturns are the ones that come out ahead. There's white paper after white paper of proof that the, this is a common pattern of people that invest now see the massive return on the, on the butt end of this in the next three to five years. What do some of those strategies look like? That let's say I've got $1,000 just sitting in my bank account right now as a business owner. What could I take that $1,000 and invest into that's going to play out for me really well within the next three to five years for branding? Well, number one, creating a strategy. If you can take that money and invest in the strategy. So if you need help from someone, whether it's a part-time person or someone on your team, invest in the structure and the guts. Because I think mm -hmm. this is probably one of the biggest things that I've learned and I'm living through all of this is I have a long-term enough vision. And for me, branding and long-term are very synonymous with each other because we're doing something today that's going to pay benefits in the future. So you have to think about the structure of your brand in who it is that you are in what it is that you want to accomplish in the various touch points that people can communicate with you and what is your system and process for it? Because you can have a brand, but now how are we going to communicate the brand, which goes back to what we just talked about with content creation yeah. and social media. You can see where this all piles on top of each other because one thing that I preach to every single company I work with, Everything you do is a reflection of your brand. And I also say everything you do is an opportunity to create a positive brand interaction. Yeah. So if we, look, if we look at this now, every single piece of content or tweet or Instagram post or IG story that you send out, someone's going to look at and be like, wow, Alex is pretty awesome. Like you have that opportunity. And you know where this really hurts me is when I see email newsletters People say, you know what, I want to use this as a tactic. Cool, I'm down with that. But then when you look at them, they're all very much white paper based or about us and they're very bland and lack personality. It's almost like the person in the marketing department's job is to check the box that we did the newsletter and irregardless of the results. And anytime I work with someone and I look at their newsletter, the first thing I ask is, all right, well, where's the fun in this? Because as much as, we may be doing ribs or manufacturing or plumbing or marketing. The fact of the matter is 
the person you're targeting is also seeing sports, vacation, celebrity news, and politics. So how are you and your brand going to stand out and at least get the opportunity? We're not even saying we're going to give you the attention. We're just saying you have the opportunity to say, listen, I know that Alex's email list is fire. I'm at least opening this one to see if there's a little nugget in here. So for me, that's what I would first say is, sort of look foundationally. And then the last thing would be create a podcast. We're doing this right now. For me, it is the no brainer of the century. You hear a million excuses for why you can't do it. But how about we look at all the amazing people and companies who are doing it and what is the results that they are seeing? A hundred percent. You know, I've, I've struggled with a podcast. It's, <laughs> I was talking to a buddy of mine about it and it's almost an abusive relationship that I have with it, where we go in this honeymoon cycle, abusive cycle, and then we keep going back and forth with each other. And we have the conversation of, you know, why is it that businesses, and me included, I start and stop, started and stopped with it. It's taken three or four different forms in the last five, seven years. Um, but why is it that it's just now sticking? And I think we see that with a lot of people with their marketing strategies too. Of It was kind of on and off. Um, so that was kind of an interesting point. And then the other one that you brought up was um, within the email marketing, you know, and just kind of checking off the box. What I've seen too recently is that there may be a one or two person marketing department, and it has to touch 30 or 40 different hands before it finally reaches the end consumer. So any creativity or any unique splash that was thrown in there gets suffocated out because it's touched so many non-creatives hands that it lost all the juice or the flavor by the time it got to the end consumer. 100% and I'll help you on the podcasting side of things because this is an area in which I'm an expert. I've published over 600 episodes. I've had hundreds of thousands of downloads and you're going to sound, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but you know what podcasting is all about? The process <laughs> because here's yeah. why. How do you publish 600 podcasts? You publish one podcast perfectly every single time. So the way that I teach my clients and the people that I work with is, I call it the one perfect podcast process. What can you, Alex, do every single time to make sure that you deliver one perfect podcast? Boom, rinse and repeat. I think one of the challenges you and so many others are running into is, I'm a big quotes person if people haven't realized it, uh, one of them is happiness is a function of expectations. Mm. So what is our expectation of what we want to accomplish with podcasting? For me, it was nice and simple. Someone once said to me early on in starting Bacon Sports, Rob, if you ever hope to get paid to do what you love, you better be doing it already. And guess what? From that moment, I taught myself podcasting, video, hosting, social media marketing, audio and video editing, throwing events, apparel, um, SEO, Word, all of the different stuff. Well, as this applies to podcasting, for me, my expectation was my dreams on the other end of me continuing to podcast because the only way anyone would ever hire me to be the host of their show would be if I am already the host of my show. So, so often I was creating podcast after podcast to get into my reps because imagine this, Alex, imagine if I told you, listen, you're going to do this for a year and a half podcasting and it's going to be a little rough. But guess what? When you get to episode number 100, 
all of a sudden something is going to click. You're going to be better. Your messaging is going to be better. You're going to have a marketing process behind you because you're going to realize when you bring people like me onto your show, now I put you out to my network. Now I introduce you to people to come onto your podcast. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my goodness, how have I not been seeing this as the relationship building engine, new opportunity building engine, and thought leadership engine? Because if we can think about this from those benefits, well, I don't care if anybody listens to any one of my podcasts because my ROI is getting to know you, Alex, and your audience getting exposed to me and my audience getting exposed to you. And once again, like with branding, I believe in the long-term nature of this. So for all the people and companies who are going to give up after 30 episodes, I'm going to do another 600. And guess what? I am pretty confident that my 1,200 podcast episodes is going to deliver some absolutely incredible results. And guess who's not doing that? Everybody else. 100%. And that was one of the things when we started to, when I made the decision to flip the switch again, I, I looked at my director of business development, him and I were having a coffee talking about it. And I said, look, I don't care if we'd get one listen every single time. And all that person is, is my mom or the guest. I really don't. If it impacts one person or one person listens, ignore the rest of the stats that are going to come with it because it's going to be a process of learning. And exactly like you said, it opens up doors to other networks, other audience sets that I may not have been able to get into otherwise that now can hear the message of when I go and talk about neuromarketing. Or I can at least give my guests the platform to be able to reach new people and I can give back selflessly for that. You know, we'll, we'll go out and we'll promote the content. We'll do everything else, but it let's at least help their voice reach more people. And it's just going to give back to us long-term. 100%. And you're, you talked about branding and where does all of this go? If someone were to only create a podcast and make that their marketing, they would absolutely crush. Why is that? Alex, this exact conversation you and I are having right now, you know how many pieces of micro content we could turn this into? 100. No joke, at least, at least 10, which would become 100. So let's break this down to make this super simple because that's what we want to do. So here is how you turn a podcast into a media company for your personal brand or your company. Boom, record a 30-minute podcast. We're going to do it on Zoom so you've got the video and the audio. Throw the video on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. God forbid we live stream that because we can super easily. So you've got that. So we've got a 30-minute thing that's now out there to a few channels. Cool. There's something that you can now promote on your social media. But for there, you say, all right, well, let me have myself or an editor go back and re-listen to this and pull little one-minute nuggets of good thought leadership boom, you do that. Maybe there's anywhere from three to 10 little micro nuggets. You can now chop this up and put that into IG stories or your IG feed. You can also do that for LinkedIn or Twitter. Boom, nice little micro digestible content. But we're not done there because Alex, you're going to say something amazing. There's going to be a quote that stands out. You're like, wow, this is a really good thing. And we just didn't get the opportunity to go as deep on that quote as we would like to. Now let's get your graphic designer and have him throw a nice little pull quote right there. Let's turn that into an image. And we might be able to do that three to 10 different times. So now all of a sudden, this one podcast episode has turned into anywhere from three to 20 to 50 pieces of content. So 
How in the world do we create content? Well, guess what? It's as simple as having this conversation right here, being intentional about it because Alex, guess what you did at the beginning of this podcast to me? You said, Rob, here are the things we are going to talk about. You know what that is? To me, that is a written strategy because you said, I know where we are going. And if you know where we're going, you could pull out the origin story. How did we get to where we are now? Podcasting, happiness is a function of expectations. There is your blueprint right there all of that is possible within podcasting powerful dude that right there was awesome rob people please 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 pause that go back and listen to the last like three to four minutes of that where rob was dropping fire because that was awesome so going back to that initial question of if i had a thousand dollars in my bank account as a business to invest in marketing or or social media would you put that money into a content creator to help you do that while you go out and you do the rest of your business life? What does that person look like? How do you find them? How do you get, how do you, cause let's, let's assume most people don't know Adobe creative suite or understand or have the time to be able to do this. Is that somebody that should be one of the first considerations inside of the business for the marketing strategy? I would, I'm a five tool creator and I'm sort of a unicorn because I'm self-taught. My background's in sales and digital. So I'm this hybrid that barely exists. But remember my background was I built a media company that turned into a, a content studio. So I market like a publisher does. But the companies that are the most successful now, they market like a publisher does. Boom, we're churning and burning content. So you really need to think about, all right, is that me or not? If it is me, one, can I level up my skills? So actually, Alex, one thing I would say is maybe invest in learning some of these things. If you have the time to say, Adobe Creative Suite, one, what is it? Two, how in the world do I use it? So you know what I would say would be number one would be maybe Photoshop or um, audio or video editing. Those, those three skills, if you can learn them, Photoshop, audio, and video editing, you can get 80% of the way there and the other 20% is polish. Because I know from my own journey, once I learned those, and you know how I learned? 30 minutes a day in the morning. I woke up 30 minutes earlier and set a timer and I would watch videos on lynda.com for 30 minutes on how to use Photoshop and stuff. So that would be one uh, I think the challenge that hiring a creator for $1,000 would be is do you understand the world of the creator? Because sometimes if you don't, now all of a sudden the creator can do a lot of different things, but it's hard for you to give them the direction on what to do. Sure. Totally. And that makes a lot of sense. And thank you for that. That was super, super powerful information. So we have witnessed a massive shift in attention and a massive shift in culture over 2020. Where is the strategy that you're moving to for the rest of this year? Does it change at all? Has Corona changed any of the marketing strategy or advertising strategy that you think about? And what does that look like coming into the beginning of 2021? For me, I am going to continue to double down and invest in podcast and video for a very specific reason. It is higher touch, more emotional, and the relationship goes deeper and longer. So think about this, Alex. People were freaking out over getting 15 seconds of an IG story. It's like, oh my God, our brain got 15 seconds of an IG story. 
Could you imagine if I could tell you there is a platform where you can get between three minutes and an hour of someone's attention that they choose to learn from you? Welcome to podcasting because you can be mowing the lawn, you can be walking the dog, you can be going to the gym, you can be taking a walk, you can be doing anything. And what it allows you to do is to allow your brain heartbeat to shine. So I'm guessing at some point during this conversation, we've conveyed something to help someone feel some sort of way. There's a transfer of energy and emotion that can happen when you hear our voice and we're talking about how passionate we are about these things and how amazing you are and how you can do it as well. And think about that for your own brand because we live in a sea of sameness. And that to me is one of the biggest things that I'm going to be taking away from what's going on in this current landscape is everything is noisy and everyone wants your attention and everything is the same. So how can you be different? Well, the best way that you can be different is by being you because we are all unique personal brands and companies. But why is it that we don't allow that to shine? So often we have all the knowledge in our head. And I think about what you said, Alex, in terms of if you have something inside of you that can help one person and let that get out there. Well, guess what? Imagine doubling down on the mindset of, I'm going to help at least one person with the messaging that I'm doing. Think about that compared to where the rest of the world is talking. I mean, that is just an absolutely game-changing strategy. So for me, I'm going to continue to double down on positivity. I'm going to continue to double down on helping people. And I'm going to continue to double down on things that are perceived harder or more inefficient, but from a marketing standpoint, are gold. I love it. Rob, that was amazing. Where can people find you online? Uh, you can hit me up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy. Uh, I'm super active on LinkedIn from a business marketing, podcasting, entrepreneurship perspective. Uh, on Twitter, uh, I jam a ton about sports. Um, and on my Instagram, you're going to get sort of a combination of marketing, my own personal brand. Uh, otherwise, go to baconsports.com. Uh, we specialize in podcast, video, content creation. Would love to be able to help you build your brand. Awesome. I will put all those links down below. And please, if you are not following Rob yet, go give this man a follow. Go show him some love. Thank you so much for being on today, Rob. I'm super grateful and super happy for the time that we had today. Thanks for having me, Alex. I'll catch you later.